Honorable the Cole is a four-part SBS and NITV series celebrating the personal journeys of four outstanding Queensland First Nations rebels, Senator Neville Bonner, poet Ujiru Nonakal, Magistrate Paro Shen, and media icon Tiger Bales. And I'm happy to say to explore this series, I'm joined by uh, E.J. Garrett, director of uh, the episode about Tiger Bales. Welcome to NITV Radio, EJ. Thank you, Bertrand. It's uh, yeah, good to be here with NITV. You're the director of one of the episodes, uh, the one about uh, Tiger Bales. Tell us about how you selected to direct uh, this particular episode and uh, how did uh, this episode come about? I'm living in this small town in Eiffel. Yeah. Um, and the Bales family is well known out this way. Tiger Bales was born just down the road in Cracker um, and lived in Theodore. Um, so got a close affiliation with Tiger and his baby sister, his only sister, Robin, is, is my cousin. So um, really had a lot of close association with Tiger and I, I sort of um, knew him when he was at the radio station in Brisbane, um, AAA. When this opportunity came up with NQ Media, um, I was talking to Dina Curtis, the, the producer, and Kid Williams. Uh, I said, oh, look, I'd love to do Tiger because of that close association and because of his role in Indigenous media. As a media person myself, I'm, I'm really fascinated by his journey and what he did for Indigenous media here in Australia. Yeah, a media person telling the story of another media personality, a pioneer and uh, a younger generation. He was using radio, but you're using another medium, so doing basically the same thing, but uh, using different mediums. Yeah, it certainly is. And um, you know, and Tiger had an interest in, in, in film and television, but he found his niche in radio, and you look at the success he had, you can see why. Like, just the influence that he and the people that he worked with and, and, and some of the, the elders that had influence on him. The movement, the Aboriginal movement in Australia at that time was largely influenced by radio. You'll see in the documentary just how influential radio was in some of the, the big protest march. Radio was forefront to that movement. It was, you know, the, when they looked at the logistics of getting thousands of people together and informed, Tiger used radio. You mentioned his work in uh, Queensland uh, and also the his role in uh, protest marches and uh, Aboriginal rights uh, movements. And uh, he's mainly known nationally for his work at Radio Red Fun, his work especially during the bicentenary protests. Because without Radio Red Fun, these protest marches, uh, these protest marches wouldn't have had the coverage that they got. Uh, would say that uh, actually he was instrumental even in making these uh, marches uh, happen and uh, become a success that they uh, became. That's right. That's right. And and his his mum as well. His his mum and and his aunties and and uncles they they were a big influence on Tiger. And you can see that play out in in the story that we put together on Tiger. You know that it, he wasn't doing this on his own. You know he was at the at, at the front, of course, but he had this, these elders around him with that wisdom 
and he had his family behind him as well. And even though Tiger was front and centre, he always spoke about that support he had and, and the wisdom he was getting from his elders. And I think when you see that vision, you know, about using radio to support the movement, it's pretty clever, you know, and, and it worked. Um, you, you'll see in, in the documentary the, the amount of people that come together around these protests and how radio was a big part of that. Um, yeah, and then Tiger always talk, spoke about you know, it wasn't just him, you know, it was his elders and his family and, and other people around him. Yeah, his era was marked by uh, black rights movements. The 1971 anti-apartheid tour, I can think of uh, the Tent Embassy. So a lot of uh, movements for human rights, Aboriginal rights, black rights. And uh, Tiger Bales rose up to the occasion and uh, spoke up for his people. <laughs> he did. And the courage of the man to put himself out front, um, it really... it. it like the the images and the stories that we hear about Tiger sort of speaks for themselves, you know. Like he he was a big man, and he but he put himself out there and physically, you know, like those that Springbok to a protest, well, very violent, and he was right in the middle of it, and 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 you know, Tiger could be a, could be violent as well. But that's what we see in this documentary. We see this <clears throat> this journey of this man who's who who's brought up in this sort of violent sort of life, you know, living in a colony and and being oppressed and having to lash out to be heard or to have just basic human rights. And you see how Tiger has sort of evolved from that to become this wise statesman for Ab- Aboriginal pe- people. Um, it's pretty powerful. I think what people will find in this series is not only Tiger, but um, the other people in this series, uh, their willingness to put themselves in harm's way yeah. for the rights of Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people. It's, yeah. it's it's quite powerful. But yeah, you're right, brother. Like back in those days, the Springbok tours and um, the other protests were quite violent. Lately, we had also the Radio Red Fun. Voices actually inducted in uh, the Australian uh, film and the sound archives, so they're already immortalized, but you're immortalizing it on film as well. But you bring in also sounds from uh, people who are close to Tiger Bales. It's, it's well deserved. I suppose the role of Radio Redfern and, you know, and Tiger and he always said there's there's two things that's going to change things here in Australia for Aboriginal people, and that's media and education. And he's always said that. He said that right from the early days. And he stayed true to that path. Like, you, you'll hear in the documentary, and you'll see in the documentary, he was a trailblazer, and he knew which way to go. And, that's, and he talks about becoming an honourable ancestor, his mother always talks about becoming an honourable ancestor. And Tiger became that by ensuring that Aboriginal people had a voice through radio. And then he ensured that Aboriginal people had an education through the Murray School that he that he created. So going back to radio, of course, you know, like it's still a 
plays a big role, not only nationally, but even in our smaller communities. Radio is our voice. So it's great that they were nominated um, you know, and recognised. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can talk about giants like this you know, for hours and hours and hours, but you have to condense it into a documentary <laughs> format. What challenges did you face? Uh, Selecting the material and the, the people who involve and include the voices and other images to include in the documentary. We started out with a with a plan of you know, speaking to the people that were close to Tiger, yeah. who were there on the ground with him. And then as we progressed with the story, we, Tiger's voice kept coming and we kept finding these archives of Tiger. And, and by the end... It's really told. It's it's Tiger's story told by him. Yeah. Even though it was a challenge at the time, it was the right journey. It was the right way to take this story. You know, you, look, other filmmakers will appreciate this. That um, for you know the creative process, you got to you got to cut away the things you love to make what you need to make. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of content in this production that I love. But we had to cut away, you know. We had to sort of take out so we can stay true to the story and true to Tiger. And I, I believe we achieved that. As, as difficult as it was, I believe we've, we've captured Tiger's story by using his voice and his record. It's an honest portrayal, you know. Tiger wasn't perfect, but he, he, he acknowledges that and he, he shares that in this documentary. Yeah, you covered uh, the story of a media personality, a towering figure in uh, this space. Uh, as a media personality yourself, what's your reflection on uh, the media landscape uh, back then and uh, maybe its evolution to today? Well, media has a huge influence on the way people think and, and to, to a certain extent people behave. That's why, you know, it's, some of the most powerful people in the world control media and um, bringing media back to the community is where I felt Tiger wanted it to go, you know, and we see that now with NITV and NERS and, and even content being produced for social media. It's all yeah. from community, yeah. you know, and I, I think that idea that vision that Tiger had, um, that we take ownership of our own narrative, it's still here. I think we face a bit of a problem with mainstream media, as yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got this community voice, which a lot of Aboriginal people subscribe to, but then there's this mainstream media that at certain times can exclude our voice. But I think that's changing. I think our voice is getting stronger. And, um, you know, like with the work that NITV is doing and other community media services, and then you got uh, a lot of Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander independent media producers and writers and doc directors and filmmakers. You know, I, I think our voice is getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Now, you spoke to Tiger Bell's uh, family. Can you tell us a word or two about... Uh how they describe the man and his struggle and his battles. You know, so they're very proud and 
it was a lot of sadness as well. You know, it's our way to to mourn the loss, and that and that that sorrow lingers. So there's a, a lot of sadness, but the storytelling brings people together, and there's there's a sense of joy and and pride sharing stories about Tiger. The the main thing was that they wanted Tiger's voice, you know, and I believe we got that. There's probably some content here that doesn't necessarily portray Tiger in the best light, but it's that's him. That's we stay true to who the man was, and I think viewers will appreciate that. That you know, who you have a uh, uh, high, who you have this icon that's been on this journey, and you know, we show some of that journey, the the you know, the warts and all, more or less. The family spoke about honor, being an honourable ancestor, being true to community, being true to, to family, and being true to yourself. And I, I feel that we we got that. You know, the screening down at Melbourne Film Festival, we had um, Tiger's brother Nick and daughter Yarika, and you know, um, it, I was <laughs> I was nervous, of course, <laughs> but you know, they. they you know, they're happy with the film and they're happy with what we captured and how we told the story. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty relieved in the sense that we've, we've told Tiger's story in a way that the family wanted it told. Now, Ijigaret, anything you'd like to add before we close this conversation? Just that, you know, I'm, I'm here on Waka Waka Country and um, this is a big project and it took a lot of faith from Screen Australia and Screen Queensland and NITV, SBS and you know, thankful that the production company in Key Media and um, producer Dina Curtis took faith in me to tell the story and of course the family, you know, the family to allow me this this great responsibility and, and privilege to to tell the story. E.J. Garrett, thanks a lot for joining us on NITV Radio to talk about uh, Rebo the Cause, in particular the Tiger Bells episode, an episode that uh, you directed. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you.